0: Staggering Stories presents Great Farters of Our Time. Number 73. Rassilon. Welcome dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of staggering stories podcast. I'm crumbly.
1: I think uh, Adam
0: <laughs> Get that out of your mouth.
1: I got chocolate in my mouth. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. She's, She's, sure, should should I this.
1: No, that was
2: fine. <laughs> you look
0: like a hamster with all
2: you Hello, I'm Jean. <laughs> and I, yes, I am the only one here who is yeah. coughing their guts yeah. up. Come, come,
1: swallow. You can't swallow.
3: can't swallow. <laughs> you can swallow.
2: Come no. on.
1: Swallow. A knob.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Was it really
1: worth it? <laughs> oh, that. Yeah.
0: Normally, your wife can think of a more colourful turn of it for phrase, but
1: then... I have been poorly. <laughs> <laughs> We'd you like to apologise. You are. We'd like to apologise for what will be an excessive amount of coughing, spluttering on this podcast, because, like with most things in life, Jean and I seem to be competing for who could have the worst cold and the chestiest cough.
3: <laughs> We're doing really well. Well, mm-hmm. I, I have seen a couple of lungs fly across the room mm. this evening,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and lots of sputum.
1: So we're lining our throats with chocolate. That's and the <laughs> excuse <them. laughs> that will stop amongst, the amongst coughing. Things, uh, yeah. I haven't worked so far, Gene. <laughs> yeah. You need to try another one. Oh, yeah, I'm, I've just. Oh, yeah, I need more chocolate. Excellent. Cadbury's
4: works. I, I think Hershey's probably make it worse. Mm.
1: Yeah. Hershey's yeah. is horrible. I don't like Hershey's, Hershey's. Is not
2: chocolate. Sorry, American chums. <laughs>
1: no, American
2: chums will agree. Hershey's is not chocolate. <laughs> All right. I'm,
1: I'm just about to alienate everyone on that side of the pond and probably some on this side of the pond. Mm-hmm. I think Oreos are horrible and very oh, overrated. God, yes. yes. Yeah, oh, me too. Yeah, they're oh, too God.
4: gritty. I can't eat them anymore, but when I could, I, yeah, no. no, nasty. Anyway, gritty.
0: Gritty. Anyway, without further ado, mass coughing fits besides. <laughs> <laughs> it's the news with El Presidente. Woo!
1: doctor who news almost time to get virtual with witaka Mm -hmm. do you want to pull on your goggles and enter witaka's inner sanctum oh yeah if so prepare yourself for the imminent vr game doctor who the edge of time Mm -hmm. now dated for the 12th of november delayed by a couple of months the game is now almost upon us with this new release date In the game, the voice of the Doctor, as played by Jodi Wataka, will help guide you around the TARDIS and other alien environments. There, you must defeat some classic Doctor Who enemies with your wits and her sonic screwdriver. Doctor Who, the edge of time, is set to materialise for such VR systems as the HTC Vive, Oculus Rift, and PlayStation VR. As yet, there is no price, and it appears to be a seated or standing experience rather than full room scale. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, expect a review from us in a few podcast time. So, so, Cameron, yeah? are we
3: going to invest in a PlayStation VR? Not on your life. Oh. <laughs> oh, well. So,
0: basically, it's for all formats anyway. Pretty Which one have you much. got? I've got the HTC
4: Vive and the Oculus Rift. They I said both. it
1: right. It was Vive, not Viva or some it's Vive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll buy
4: it on Steam. it probably run on both the Vive and the Rift, I expect. Because mm-hmm. someone who hasn't got a off, read this
1: one. <laughs> <clears throat> Preferably, Grumbly or Adam. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. It's just it's a long one. Well, I'm going to do the voices on this. It's got words and shit in it.
0: (laughs) Words and shit? (laughs) No, I
4: understand.
2: I understand exactly
0: where I am in the scheme of things. (laughs) A lot of it is boats,
4: actually. Oh, is it? All
2: right,
3: carry on. Carry on. has
2: got the main man on this. Can pass us some more chocolates, (laughs) because I'm I'm going to eat you out of chocolate. Keith's got a a
3: snit on now. Red Dwarf. Feature-length special. Incoming.
1: <gasps> Excellent. Ready? Your
3: smeg proof overalls.
5: Since when? Since when-
3: Kevin, a did, teenager. I'm yeah. <laughs> right doing that for her, because obviously I can't pronounce things. No, his testicles just <laughs> retreated They're back into like his shaggy. body. <laughs> Ready your smeg-proof overalls as the old boys from the dwarf are set to bother Dave once again. Hey. Mm. The 90-minute Red Dwarf special will air sometime in 2020 probably in the autumn, on the UK channel Dave, and feature the four primary cast, namely Craig Charles, Chris Barry, Danny john jules and Robert Llewellyn. Original co-creator Doug Naylor is back as the writer and will also direct. Along with this extra-long story, there will be three newly commissioned documentaries that will cover Red Dwarf from the beginning.
1: Craig Charles said... Can I just mock the way you pronounce documentaries?
0: (laughs) Well, I had to give you something, didn't I? I'm really excited to get back on board with the boys from the dwarf. I can't wait to discuss Robert's prostate problems, Chris Barry's hip replacement, and have a proper look at Danny's new dentures, while they marvel over the agelessness of the Charles physique. I will surely require the services of a chiropractor after dragging these doddering misfits through what promises to be our most epic adventure yet. Dave Lister, the human race's last to open hostile universe god help us and may the dwarf be with you doug naylor meanwhile said i'm absolutely thrilled to have the opportunity of making more red dwarf uk tv has been a never-ending source of support and encouragement since we first started working together 10 years ago Can't wait to start shooting, um, um Wake up. give him a poke. Ah, format that I don't think has ever been done before. Stoke me a clipper, we're back, and not just for breakfast. Really been ten years for Dave?
1: Yeah, yeah apparently yeah. so. Huh? Yeah. It's been a hundred years since the first series came yeah, out. It yeah. must be, at least. I'm I'm quite looking forward to ogling the Craig physique <laughs> or the Charles physique. Sorry, you
0: are rather ill. Remember that.
1: I know, and my <laughs> my eyes aren't that good. So, yeah.
0: Doctor Who: The Continuing Animation of Troughton. Yay! Oh, it has already been announced that in 2020 we will get to yet another animated reconstruction of a wiped Troughton story, Doctor Who story, namely The Faceless Ones. Mm. Ooh, I wouldn't mind seeing this one, actually. I was
2: going to say, there's a lot of Faceless Ones exist, though.
0: There's only one episode or something like
2: that. I thought it was more than one episode. Hmm. Get on with it! Sorry.
0: Now they are adding to that with yet another announcement, this time for an animated version of Troughton's Fury from the Deep. Yay! Again for a 2020 release. This time, Big Finish's animation team, who previously worked on the likes of The Tenth Planet and The Reign of Terror animations, have the job. Mm-hmm. This leaves BBC Studios animation team to finish off the faceless ones. All six missing episodes of the 1968 Fury from the Deep are being animated in high definition with both colour and black and white options. Special features will include the surviving clips of the original and a new making of documentary. Other special features will be announced later, hopefully including a commentary, even if Fraser Hines is only the only surviving member of that Tardis trio. Oh, God. Mm. Mm. yes. Looking forward, looking forward to those.
2: To yeah. yeah. Is um, can't remember the name. The other half of the liver birds that was in Mesheus. She passed away. She, she was with us. still with us. Still alive. Yeah. So she's she could do part us. of the commentary because she was. She would have been an assistant. They wanted her to be an assistant, yeah. and that would have been a, was a she pilot. Starving. F- f-
3: no, she wasn't in Fury. She was no, in she Faces. faces one. I'm
4: thinking oh, Faces. Yeah, oh, Looking through Wikipedia, I think only one other of the people who actually had links to Wikipedia is actually alive oh, on no. the cast list.
2: Mm-hmm. I have an addendum. Oh, yeah, what
1: no, is your addendum?
2: And let me, let me this, sweetie.
1: Okay. Dum, 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 dum. How long does it take? Excellent. <laughs> Children in Need is coming up. Yeah. And an album of songs is being produced. <laughs> and an, an album. An album. How many fe- L's is that? Album. Oh, many, Album. many L's. <laughs> featuring the likes of David Tennant singing, of course, a proclaimer's song yeah, and Jodie <laughs> Wataka singing Cold Plays Yellow. Mm. And she's really, mm-hmm. really good. It's absolutely lovely. She got she got some amazing support. Oh, yeah. yeah. She told the Radio Times the Radio she, Times. she quickly went from the position where she thought she could sing <laughs> to realising she definitely wasn't a Adele. And then practising and practising and practising and, quote, my friend's giving me lots and lots of moral support such as, shut up, you sound like someone strangling a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I, th- I thought she sounded really uh, yeah, good. It's and brilliant. there's it's already a couple of um, scratch videos mm. out there uh, yeah. showing her season Sing so far with her singing with her. in the background. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Really good. Yes, go out, buy it. The album's out by the time is podcast's coming no, out. No, no, Album. Album. No. Al- Album. Album. Uh, but the single's been out for
0: a few ages.
1: weeks now It yeah. went, I think, straight in at number 33
0: OK, mm. it's not bad So I I what, what proclaimer song is uh, David Tennant singing? I
1: can't remember, but it's not I Would Walk 500 no, Miles
0: 500. All right, Letter from America?
1: No, no. Mm. That's the only two you know, isn't
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> the only two everyone knows
2: <laughs> I have an addendum well, What oh, is you your addendum? addendum? It's another Doctor Who recreation Ooh. Of a missing episode Ooh. Ooh. Ah. And it's officially for the bbc with live people oh okay that's some dead people (laughs) and well not animated (laughs) ones You Uh, you, you mean we're talking actual meat puppets actual meat puppets the students graduates and staff of the university of central lancaster for one of their little projects, did Mission to the Unknown? Basically, oh, yeah. they oh, refilmed mm. the entire missing episode, Mission to the mm-hmm. Unknown, black and white mm-hmm. with lights and all sorts of. How they Lucy. make the world black and white? I know, mm-hmm. I know, and um it premiered on the Doctor Who YouTube channel, the official BBC oh, Doctor Who YouTube channel, on the 9th of October. And they did a damn fine job. Yes, I have seen it, and Ooh, it is
4: too.
2: very good. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Captured the lighting technique. Yeah. That's the one thing that I think that gives away with black and white now. Everything was filmed in black and white, so they played with lighting a lot better then, and yeah, they've yeah. actually recreated a lot of that atmospheric lighting they had. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely worth a watch.
4: It's a rarity. It's a single episode. Yeah. It doesn't feature the Doctor or any yeah, of the companions no, no at all. main yeah. cast members.
0: Yeah. 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 All right, I have an addendum. Ooh. Everyone's addenduming mm-hmm. tonight. Yes. At the time of recording, and when this podcast goes to press, those of you who are lucky to have um, Apple Plus TV. Mm. No. Mm-hmm. We'll have yeah. We'll hopefully have seen the first episode of Snoopy in Space. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Snoopy in Space. Yes,
0: this is where they send up a dog into his orbit and let it die. <laughs> Not quite.
1: Does he? Does he get back alive? He does. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> no, apparently
0: this is. um this this is br- brand <laughs> fucked. <laughs> no, this is a brand new a uh, brand new animation in eight parts. Yeah, mm. it's commissioned by some peanuts worldwide. Yeah, when this podcast airs, I mean the first episode will have aired. I would like to see it. Well, when whenever the blu-ray or the dvd comes out Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to it with with a mixture of anticipation and
1: trepidation Mm -hmm. i must Ah. admit it's right. like it a, when a new season of Doctor Who approaches, yeah.
2: <laughs> anticipation
1: well, and dread.
2: Well, also, I mean, it, it's like different. It's because the animation style is Charles Schulz's, and having someone else drawing—that's
0: what I'm worried peanuts about. Peanuts
2: and Woodstock. Because I mean, it, it's not a different voice; it's a totally different hand, in it. That's it. I mean,
0: I've have seen clips on YouTube, and as I say the animation style from the uh, from the uh, Bill Melendez and Lee Mendelssohn animations of the 60s and 70s. It's a very different style of animation. So that's why. I'm looking forward to it, but you know, what's it going to be like? I mean, mm. am I going to be bitterly disappointed by it? Mightn't see. Mm. Yeah, so i on Apple TV, though. Yeah, Apple TV, so I just have to wait until the uh, you know, Blu ray. Are...
2: As much as I love Peanuts and Snoopy, that's not enough for me to go and get Apple yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> and
0: another addendum. Oh, Good. really? Wow, well. being greedy overfloweth <laughs> November the 4th. Yes, Moomin Valley did the uh, DVD oh. and Blu ray will be released. Oh. So go out and buy it. How Moomin is your valley. All right. <laughs>
1: oh, I will watch Snoopy with you till the cows come home. I'm never, ever watching anything to do with Moomin's again. I have one small,
3: Good minor grief. addendum.
1: Oh, we're all addendum up. up. <laughs>
3: yep. It That's will be quite old by the time this uh, podcast is released. Plungine. But.
5: <gasps> oh, 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 oh. your oh,
1: The glares across the room. I told you, you're more than eight feet away. I ain't seen you. <laughs>
2: That, as Steve says you don't need to see them to feel them
5: <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, you dear. It, oh dear
2: <laughs> oh dear go on oh, continue with your day. As,
0: as of this that's, podcast that's thrown it right out the window That
3: <laughs> as of this podcast this week the teaser trailer for Gattis's and Moffat's Dracula has dropped. Gators. Sorry, Gators. (laughs) Yeah, interesting. Doesn't give a lot... You know the story. It's set in the the Victorian period. Doesn't give a lot away obviously mm. there was one thing that struck me that the character of the actor they've got to play Dracula yeah I know it isn't but it looks a hell of a lot like the character that they got to play Mr Hyde in Jekyll oh okay if you if you look I, I know it's not the same actor yeah but it's the same look
4: mm. <gasps> interesting because that was obviously a Moffitt thing too. Yeah, yeah yes
3: so when's that out it's next year sometime it's going to be released on uh, netflix and the bbc so it's a joint project cool
1: is that the last of it? Anyone want to chuck another addendum in just for the sake of it? Well, oh, well. put your hand down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's coughing. Oh, no, we're we're snorting into hankies at the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> OK. There is potential
4: one, as as we may have a death here to my left. Oh. So there is a new Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> there is a new Riddler for the Batman. Oh, oh yes. Who? Yes. Paul Dano.
2: Will I approve? As in Booking. I have
4: no idea. I'm not sure who Paul Dano is.
2: It's not Paul Dano, so I'm by I'm, I'm no, there. No, you're not him. <laughs> He symbols. looks like he's <laughs> posing. Why yes. are you looking like the a... Batman, remember? He looks like he's just... grabbing the invisible mouse oh, ball. Oh, I
0: remember <laughs> now. <laughs> Jesus, what? Mate, I'm trying what? to be quiet not to disturb. <laughs> you look like you were cupping someone's nuts. <laughs>
1: he's grabbing the invisible Man's <laughs> testicles. Nope. As, as Keith just tried to mime to me. <laughs> oh, God, he and, he my, and I... my head hurts. <laughs> he and I were at the Royal Albert Hall, which was most pleasant, seeing Battle of the Composers. During that time, not only did we see Neil Gaiman within ruffling distance, who came on to present the uh, first public playing of the Good Omens music, and while we were there, after having seen Leo Gaiman, the director of the Batman came um, on Bat-Reeves, and yeah. got down on one knee to Michael Giacchini, the composer who uh, okay.
4: did Star Trek and, and
1: J. J. asked stuff. him to score the Batman, oh. and he said yes. Mm. That's
3: while before we had David Arnold in a deflated Godzilla suit. Right.
1: It was <laughs> oh, it was terrible. You could there was a valve on the side where it mm. was meant to be inflated and. No. It was, it was a brilliant evening, wasn't it? It, it and, was fantastic. Yeah, and to see him some propose great music, like that. Some you know? great music. It was
3: done as a boxing match. Well, before each piece was played, you had an attendant walk out with a, mm. with a round card. Well. Yeah, okay. It was, it, it was yeah, a yeah, so that was fun. So yeah, I think, saw, Mr. I, don't, I, think th- I
1: don't know if I mentioned, but we saw Neil Gaiman. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Mr Arnold won. Okay. No disrespect to Mr Michael, because he'd had some fine music there, but yeah. I think... Mr. Arnold just pitted the post.
6: He hmm. Well, he's done good stuff for
4: James Bond or I have you, and mm. I'm not sure I put him above things like Star Trek and The Incredibles.
6: And
3: well, yeah, it, he, he, he
1: was. It, it just... was the
3: way it was composed. For example, Incredibles, mm-hmm. beautiful piece of music, mm. but it's short pieces of
1: music sort of smurged together and it was put up against james bond
3: Well mr arnold has musical themes that run through all of his music did played so by different uh, different instruments okay. it doesn't just seem to be two or three bits smurged together with no relation good
1: bits of music but not you can tell our musical training is coming through here yeah yeah i can <laughs> tell yeah completely. it's the technical term oh. smooched <laughs> smooched yeah any more addendums? No, nope, no. Nope. Thank
7: Christ <laughs> for
1: that. And that's the end of the news. All We've been to the cinema. We have. <clears throat> Many, many, many times. Else, yes, they <laughs> have. We've been to see a pleasant romp <laughs> about a misunderstood chap <laughs> called the Joker. Just Joker. Joker. Of course, for music. Smile, though your heart is aching.
4: Smile, even mm. though it's breaking. Not the Batman. No. There not the Joker. Not Just the Robin.
0: Joker. Just Joker.
1: Now, once in a while, every now and then, film comes along that makes you think. That couldn't possibly have been any better. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> now <nah>, I'm kidding. <laughs> this was brilliant.
4: It was pretty amazing.
1: Joaquin Phoenix is. Oh, <laughs> pardon. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 oh,
1: your thing just buzzed in my hand. <laughs> Anything to distract the conversation.
0: Joaquin Phoenix.
1: Joaquin. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Jacuz Phoenix (laughs) Leaf Phoenix (laughs) That was his name Joaquin Phoenix was it was just absolutely marvellous one man's descent into madness
4: yeah, yeah. yeah well i don't know descent I think he was already there it was already really.
1: There, uh, but you know he was pushed over the edge and plummeted think, down the other side he was a very troubled he, person to start off with
4: yeah. yeah
3: he was slightly cracked to begin with but he was holding it in mm-hmm, it's one yeah. man's breaking of barriers
0: oh yeah. blonde
1: i would that, like to point out an in joke i saw which everyone else probably saw but i just thought i was really clever for seeing it what was what was his name in the film alfred, was it alfred fleck? Fleck. fleck yeah, yeah. a off off flick that yes. man's worst in uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't
4: oh, know. Sorry, that, that I don't know where they got sweet. the name from. Because famously, the Joker has is not no, meant to have a yeah. name. He's no origin I mean, story. I, I mean,
3: think well, in the comic strip, I think there's been about three or four origin stories, mm. and he has mentioned that yes, if he has a past, he likes it to be multiple choice.
4: Yeah, which yeah. is what they did with the Nolan version. Yeah, the Dark Knight.
0: Yeah, because mm, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the Penguin had a name. Was it? Um, was it Archibald Cobblepot? Yeah, it? yeah. Mm. So he does
4: have a name. Mm, but Cobblepots, every time we've yeah. seen a Like Jack Nicholson's joke and he was called Jack something, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Jack Napier.
2: Yeah. I think a standard up format with D C films and the comic book adaptions that they're all fast, loads and loads of special effects high octane this is totally contrary to that oh, completely yeah, yeah. it's a real psychological yeah. slow burner and you don't realise how much you're being dragged into it as you go along it was as close to a one man show as you're ever mm. going to get the only thing I was mm. disappointed with and I was said it would have been an absolutely excellent film except for one scene
4: right it may not have happened
2: no no <laughs> yeah. no. the one scene happened <laughs> Happened, well, and I all I say yeah. is, it was while he was in the back of the police car. Right, the way he's dragged out. No, no. What happened while he was in the back of the police car? That should have been him. Oh, the shooting. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything in spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. yeah, how, how
4: many times have they shown that?
2: It, it should have been uh, his no, Joker was, that shot Bruce Wayne's parents. It was always I think.
4: meant to be a, a nobody, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It
3: it was originally just... it was just a
0: gangster. Mm. Yeah. 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 Jack
4: Nicholson's.
3: In the, in, in the film, they decided it was, it was yeah, they, yeah.
0: They, they was Jack Nicholson they dance with the devil in the no, I think I think it, it was, it it was, was always just
1: was. a mugger, wasn't
0: yeah. it? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I, I quite like the. I I, I, quite, I thought now because you've got the you've built up the whole antagonism between him and. Well, you've got a different, you've got a different reason
1: now because he thought yeah. what's his name Thomas Wayne oh, yeah. who was a total asshole totally. was his father. Mm-hmm. Um, I take it the um, chap who protected Bruce Wayne at the gate was Alfred. He was, yeah, 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 yeah.
4: he was credited as such. Oh, good. Yeah, obviously a younger version, as you'd yeah. expect. It was a younger Bruce Wayne as well, mm-hmm.
2: and he's also lost a lot of weight as well, and muscles in between then and when it became a,
4: the butler. <laughs> well, we don't know. We don't know what the future version of him looked like. The smart thing that DC are doing now is they're not attempting to make any kind of cinematic universe. No. They all stand alone. This one has no connection
3: with anything uh, else.
4: Yeah, which is a right Much way to,
3: to go. um Much oh, to Jared Leto's... Yeah, annoyance yeah. allegedly.
4: <laughs> well, who knows? But yeah. there's no comparison between his Joker and no. this Joker. No, this no. Joker. This, this Joker
3: I mean, he got so many things spot on. the The laugh, for one thing. Yeah,
4: well, there's different laughs it's, depending yeah, on the no, situation. That,
3: that, mean, yeah, mean uh, it wasn't mm. a standard. But it was the laugh, the various laughs that he
0: produced. And that was the, Well, uh, he was prone to Tourette's, wasn't he? That was what uh, No, yeah. the, it was a, a psychological reaction mm.
3: to stress. I, I actually mm.
2: got it, the feeling on the just a bit on the laugh I I kind of like towards part of the film got the feeling that although it was down as a psychological problem I think he laughed because he couldn't cry where he'd been beaten as a child he'd probably been told don't cry and and show a happy face so actually when he's manically laughing he's actually crying but he can't cry because some of those scenes when he's laughing anyone else would have been and it comes in that same way that abundant tears
3: psychologically reaction Mm. to stress and whatever and the gambling, the cavorting around. Oh, which yeah, is especially at the end. Yeah, which is, I don't... You're dancing. Yeah, I know. haven't necessarily seen other jokers do to mm. a, a great extent. I, some it. of
2: it was Tai Chi moves that he mm. kind of, Yeah. When he was kind of like topless, I... I know how sorry it's no disrespect to the guy he creeps me out the way his body oh, moved yeah. Yeah. Harry, that, that was, was
4: really it wasn't CG'd that yeah.
2: was he it. Was. he lost oh, oh, yeah, a lot that's of weight but it was just and he, yeah he's like skin and bones oh. and the way he moved it was twisted his uh, it was very much and, yeah. like the comic joker is drawn yeah which is almost unhuman i mean that
3: that the as i said the dancing the gambling certainly reminds me a lot of the uh, joker as we saw him in arkham asylum Mm. Mm. the flailing round of limbs just randomly for my own point and it's not a film i enjoyed simply because it's a case of, you enjoyed that, you sick, sick... Yeah. It's a good film. I loved the film, yeah. but I didn't enjoy the film.
2: Yeah. It's... I, it's um, put, it it yes.
3: kind
1: of, like, puts you off yeah, it guard. Jars. It's, yeah, But I could happily watch that again mm. and again. Yeah. Well, there's other films that have been horrible that I just wouldn't want yeah. to watch again. Yeah. But they killed Robert De Niro.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You saw it a mile off, and you should. Oh, yeah. It was... But, there's progression. You can see where it, it was going. Yeah, and they yeah. To a, a
3: certain extent, that scene to a certain extent was lifted from one of the comic strips okay i think dark knight returns he he doesn't shoot the guy but he uses the joker gas but yeah it's set a set up in a chat show okay i don't remember and he's (laughs) of aboard the chat show
2: i think it's also quite interesting in that it's a series of events and at any point the joker could be stopped from coming into creation but what, it's if like,
1: if, um, but if the health service had had the money, money and, the, and he'd had a psychiatrist,
2: yeah, cared. I remember listening to an interview and they said, and he was saying the way he approached it was, it's just a guy that had so much bad luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. he wasn't going out to be a bad guy, but basically things happened. They used mm-hmm. another word, obviously, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it is such a slow progression. And then when we know the character he's coming into, you can see you can almost see as the viewer the tipping point at which he becomes yeah. the Joker. Yeah, and, he's invisible. You know,
4: yeah. Nobody took a notice mm. of him until the shootings. Then they only knew him as a figurehead. They didn't know anything about the person. So he became that character yeah, because that's what people wanted. It's
3: almost a perfect storm when he's he's carried along by the ziggurat, the zigeist. The zeitgeist. 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 And and also, thank you, the, zeitgeist. The first the,
2: time that he's almost given strength is when yeah. he commits the murders. Yeah. People yeah. are afraid of him. Whereas before they... didn't even notice him, and that it didn't affect him in a negative way. Yeah. One scene
1: I did like that showed that there's still a person in there was when the two guys from his work came to his apartment. Mm. The oh, one yeah. who'd set him up, he basically tore him to pieces, absolutely killed him. Mm. And the uh, the dwarf yeah. was clearly terrified and thought, "That's it, I'm a dead man." But uh-huh. he just let him go because yeah. he hadn't done he anything.
4: He's the only he one who's nice to him. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which yeah. contradicts an earlier scene, which makes you wonder how much much what you see is but real this is this mm,
3: is the other this is the other theory the this is the other theory that's gone around that if they do try to attach it to the cinematic universe
4: mm-hmm. he may did, not even be the joker yeah you
3: just, did mm. you did see a scene with him in the asylum mm-hmm. to begin with about halfway through the film it's a flashback so yeah. he could be in the asylum the whole time He's yeah. just imagine the whole lot of it yeah could have been yeah.
4: it makes very clear that he does imagine a few bits yeah. but
2: the whole scene with his girlfriend yeah, yeah.
4: entirely imagined. they showed that to be an imaginary
2: He's We don't know if he kills her or not, though.
4: It's implied heavily.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming he did.
4: Mm. Yeah. And then there's another thing where the guy who he kills in his, his flat, his apartment, says that he tried to buy a gun off him. Yeah. But it, we're shown that he's given a gun. Yeah. So that bit can't have happened quite as we saw it either.
2: With that bit, you don't know if someone hadn't grasped him up and to get him o- himself out of trouble, he said, yeah, Arthur tried to buy the gun off of me so that he doesn't lose his own job. I, I get the feeling the guy's a bit of a creep. <laughs> well, not
4: <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Actually, it's interesting. I wonder if he's the Joker at all. Maybe he's heard about what's happened in the outside world and he's imagined himself to be this character. This,
3: what he sees as a hero. Yeah. I just do like the, the final scene is literally almost taken from Scooby Doo. Yeah.
4: Is he one,
2: one way, way, one way, way and, then and then back
3: the other? Back the other yeah, again. By. Is that reliable? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> it's still
2: not brilliant. That it yeah, was, it's still though, brilliant. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's reliable or not. Yeah. yeah it, it's a thought provoking film. I remember reading some of the reviews and it's been given an R rating and you kind of sit there thinking, you know, there have been some movies saying about not how graphic movie. the violence it's was. The and, but mm. I'm sitting there thinking, mm. I'm I'm not one for a gore fest. If mm. the violence is in keeping with the plot, you can almost rip someone's guts out for as mm. far as I'm concerned, as long as it's in keeping with the character. Yeah, you've and got the, to plot. Think the age of... I know. With this one, there wasn't that much violence to be honest it's the murder. but when it is well, it's very intense but that's it's very thing. very well done as well it mm. is so in keeping with the psychotic mm. behavior yeah. it's still character. deserved it's our rating though, oh totally because of
1: that yeah but totally.
3: it, it, was the, violence is, the violence the so, yeah. violence isn't there it's for that violence that's
2: what i mean yeah the violence isn't there for violence sake oh, it's oh, no, it's, no, 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 no. Yeah. it's a symptom rather than the
1: driver so to speak one thing i did like was all the initial critics saying oh (laughs) people are going to copy this is going to make people violent blah 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 all people have been doing is finding those steps in the, in the middle of the yep. city the
2: dancing and down dancing on them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a very, very big set of steps. I
2: wouldn't dance on those steps. I'd be fine. I'm going to go arse over tit down. There. <laughs> There's a long way well, down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Lots yeah. of bouncing. <laughs> it's almost and Hardy-like. Yeah. Or Homer Simpson. Oh,
2: down. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> It is an an unnerving film, yeah. but it's a very good unnerving... It's unnerving all down
1: to him, because you're never sure how he's going to react.
2: Yeah, he certainly deserves an Oscar for his portrayal in that. It's so intense. And his mother. Oh, yeah. She was dotty as a fruitcake herself, or again, was she? Was she? (laughs) Was he adopted, and she's right that it was all to cover up?
4: Presumably, we have to believe that bit. Who knows, yeah. So she was herself in Arkham. He was, maybe as a child. Oh, the, yeah. Who knows?
1: Or was she actually telling the truth,
2: and he is Thomas, Thomas Wayne's son? that very much. It's all
0: rather ambiguous. Though, I do. Me?
2: I have. However, the, the bit that called into mind the question of whether he was adopted or not was that they're playing very much on the case of she was insane. And he is insane. Mm-hmm. Is it hereditary insanity, so to speak? I know insanity isn't hereditary, well, but is I, there a is genetic component, component yeah. to it? In which case that supports her story of it being a love child rather than adopted child because yeah, the it's a whole damn thing. Down mm-hmm. And, and how much is he just making
1: up how much is in his head
4: yeah so. well hard to see that scorsese and coke say this is a, a, a terrible <laughs> <Yeah>. film no <laughs> no this is wonderful
1: well so would you guys like to see him with batman
4: no i don't think i would You think
1: it would spoil it
4: yeah yeah mm. i
3: i've got to admit i think i was down on the film to begin with because it's the joker's origin story the joker should not time. have an origin story do. We've he he seen...
2: should... Other yeah. than being a thrown into a vat of acid and yeah. yeah, yeah, but there again, I mean,
0: I could see this, you know, this Joker with uh, Michael Keaton's Batman.
2: It would really depend on the story they gave mm-hmm. him. He's although he's an insane character, he's not insane in that same way that to an extent that we've seen see the Joker, and he's not really a kingpin. Well, kind of he, well, The impression
4: by the end is he's, he's now got his goons. So yeah. He's become that. It, yeah. It's the first step.
2: The loving way they'd lift him out of the uh, cab, yeah. the oh, back yeah. of the, once yeah. they spot who it is. Yeah. It is almost like religious, yeah. isn't it? Do we believe that? Because he wants that. Mm, so exactly. that's
4: why we probably shouldn't believe it.
2: No. <laughs> so mixed up, isn't it? But, so but, mixed but up. But the way they came out, it, it's almost like it's a religious event taking yeah. him out and laying him down. Okay, we would like to know what you chaps
1: thought of Joker. Please do write to us via show
6: at
2: StaggeringStories.net.
6: If you just smile.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, a week ago, Paul McGann had a cold, (laughs) a very bad cold. Bless him the little soldier soldiered on mm. and passed his germs across the auditorium <laughs> <laughs> to me. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> it's not my
1: culture. she called, survivor. it's Paul
2: McGann's It's cult. either
1: her it? or Paul McGann's I, I, so I'm I going haven't got Paul a cult. You should I feel honoured. I should. Mm. <laughs> anyway, we've been to a convention mm-hmm. in London at Heathrow mm-hmm. and it was called Panopticon Light. Let's chuck some music in here.
5: Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs>
1: Now this convention was very, very, very much like the conventions of old. There were only three guests, only three. will beat you. Oh. There was Paul McGann, yep. Daphne Ashbrook, mm-hmm. and India Fisher. Yep. And it was a case of auditorium, lovely seats, nicest, most oh, comfortable yeah. seats I've oh, ever sat in oh, no, <laughs> the, <entrance>. the desk. And they all up. held court. Mm. And it was absolutely wonderful, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. and then a and nice. small auditorium. Yeah. And after they'd done all their, their panels and that and things, the video they things were basically videos. Mm. let loose. Yeah On everyone And Mm. just came round And spoke to everyone It was a very small convention We we went out
3: to a sort of A tabled area And they just wandered It was
1: a very small convention They deliberately kept it Really small I think they had A hundred limit But there were only About 50 people there Mm. Need to do something about their marketing. They do, but
2: yep. it was just so much fun. It was wasn't really good. It? It was, it was and when we up. say that they're how cult, it was more like Paul McGann sneaked up on behind me without warning. made me jump out, his skin. <laughs> hmm.
3: And India Fisher touched India. your arm. Sorry, India. How
2: hard is it to say India?
3: <laughs> India Fisher touched your arm.
1: I know. <laughs> And yes, then but I got a cuddle. So did Keith got hugged by Daphne Ashbrook. Yeah, I got cuddled by it. Daphne Ashbrook.
3: Everyone got cuddled by <laughs> her. She's a little tower of cuddles. Yeah, she's very tactile. <laughs> right? she, and she is.
1: And as I was coming out of the toilet, India Fisher was going in, and I yeah. held the door for her.
2: And we all giggled because we and knew and you she were going to implode. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no. It's okay. Also at this convention, they showed a convention interview between India Fisher and Paul McGann that was at a panopticon two years before... New who, who started, started. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. 40th anniversary
2: and that was really interesting. None of them have really aged that much,
1: and they showed from way back in the, the 80s. The few doctors, doctors mm, I never seen the way through, which is oh, it's just so silly. It's so bad. Yes, it
2: looks very politically <laughs> incorrect <laughs> now, but
1: yeah. it was wonderful. And yeah. was much
3: discussions about wigs. Of weeks. course, wigs. Yeah, weeks. McGann's wig. He always brings oh, up the wig yeah, yeah. every
4: time. Every he <laughs> really didn't up the like the wig. No, no. no, no. And they had the costumes there. Oh, mm. yes. The, the originals. originals. Andrew One, Beach Holmes the original Eighth Doctor costume. Yeah, and the Masters. And,
1: uh, One yeah. thing I didn't understand was when they were talking about the big finishes, how Daphne Ashbrook has been in quite a few, but never as Grace. And they said yeah. they couldn't use Grace because she didn't belong to them, but they were able to use Eric Roberts' I suppose
6: because he well, the same
1: with
4: the Eighth Doctor. I suppose they yeah. cut fall under the same thing. The existing characters were just a...
1: Yeah, Doctor and the Master, different. but well, Grace yeah, was is completely a different. Original.
2: A which a shame.
1: It's a bit chi. like the Daleks, yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah.
2: Terry Nation owns the Dalek. They well, should they have they thought of this appeared. better
1: and sort of copyrighted, not only Doctor Master, but Companion.
2: You, you yeah, You would think with having the, the aggro they had with the Daleks, they would have learned pretty early on. No. Well,
4: it's obviously a co and yeah. they thought if it works, then it's going to continue to be a co-pro. If yeah. it doesn't work, then it's the end of Doctor Who, so, you know, we don't yeah. care. Didn't quite turn out that way, of course. But,
2: yeah, because like, we had we had Pomegranate twice, so to speak, because we had Paul McGann was interviewed on his own,
4: yeah, mm-hmm.
2: which was really nice. Then they had Paul McGann interviewed with India Fisher, and then Daphne Ashbrook they had the joined gang. in yeah. the gang.
4: Good way to do it. Yeah. So you had a little bit of time with each of them on their own, effectively, and then you had a more of a group thing.
1: Because one thing we noticed in the, the interview that they showed from 2003 was while both of them were up on stage, all the questions were aimed at Paul McGann, yeah. so yeah. It was, yes. it's like when Sarah Sutton's on well, a panel with Janet Fielding and Peter Davis, and you know she's just going to be sitting there trying to keep them apart well also
3: the um video footage of the interview was the first ever interview mcgann had done uh first con yeah, mcgann had done yes yeah. since appearing he was
1: a bit overwhelmed by the reception was, he? Yeah, yeah yeah so who organized this because it wasn't a
2: Dwas event no now, no that's Panoptica- something to point out there's two things that went around on facebook i noticed there were a lot of people that were saying 50 quid for an event this is a rip-off we're is going it, to have to pay this, this that that other, or whatever, it's 60 quid. I think it was something else, um, unlike a meant. lot of other conventions, well, unlike conventions as they are now, not like another conventions, unlike modern conventions, yeah. Panopticon is old style. For anyone that doesn't know old style, that means you don't actually pay for the autographs. Yeah, it's a mm. flat fee. It's a flat fee. Yeah. End anything. of. As long as you don't bring in 57 books, you can sort of like get them to sign a couple of video covers and an autograph book or what have you. So there's no, I'm oh, like 20 quid for this autograph, 20 quid for that picture, 20 quid for the selfie with the group yeah. shot and all the rest of it. It was just like, That's it. It's not that
4: unusual. Andrew Beecher organised it, suggested that those sort of Mm. creations don't exist anymore, but they do. There's a a couple of them. Hooverville um, and the Capital too. I think you do get free autographs. I don't bother myself with them, but he's talking more about the um, comic cons. Comic cons, -cons, the
3: uh, London comic events, You know, the big auditorium hall.
2: One
1: interesting Um, thing Daphne Ashbrook did say, I don't know if she was just teasing, was that one of the other two didn't take a fee because they just really wanted to come along really i, I think
2: can... i might know which mm. one it was well either of them is brilliant <laughs> either of them is brilliant but i think you might have caught a cold from one of them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh she's grinning again <laughs> but the other thing, panopticon used to be a duaz event um and now mm. it's it's not spun off it's spun off onto its own orbit.
4: poor old service yeah, or yeah.
2: basically that, andrew yeah. beach is and, and and at our, our run-in Panopticon, so it's... Yeah, they've gone freelance. They're, they're yeah. still friends with the dwarves. It isn't a kind of like big row, oh, my God, we're going to take our ball and run away kind of style. <laughs> I think it's just it's something he enjoyed doing thing. and it's now spun off on its own.
3: I believe the technical term is "screw you, guys." I'm going home.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's not what he did.
3: They're still no, on good terms. No, they're still good terms.
2: They're aiming to do these about every six months. Mm. Yeah, I think they the were next one's about March. March. Yeah, yeah, mm. and the next one they were looking at possibly would be either a patch out and special, which would. Feature on-screen interviews with Pat, because Pat Mm. did do some interviews that were videoed, and probably getting Fraser Hines there, or Tom Baker, if they could sort it
1: out. If they could get Mm. Tom Baker, that would be amazing. Mm, But to be perfectly honest, I'm not sure I would bother going to one if it was just... Fraser Hines I've seen him so many times well yeah but th- this was what made this one special is it was not only Paul McGann which who we've seen a few times Daphne friend, Ashbrook who yeah. I've seen and is yeah. always brilliant but I'd always wanted to meet India Fisher yeah. yeah but I'm not sure I would want to pay 60 quid just, just to see one. Fraser Hines holding court even if there were Pat Troughton interviews up on the screen yeah. so but mm. if they got Tom Baker well we haven't had a shot with him in the head no we haven't had a photo with him in the head <laughs> <laughs>
4: but, oh, we've got to take the head of Percy with us didn't we
1: oh, we yeah. did this time yeah Yes. <laughs> is he still not talking yeah. to you? Mm. Uh, God, let's, We let's, have had
4: photos with them um, again. with
1: him. Let's say hello to him, make him oh, feel yeah, better. Hello, right. hello, head of tree. Tree. Hello, Clara. Hello, why, why have you got a Moomin on your shoulder? Why have you put a visor over her face? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, she's playing poker. This is an improvement. It's a <laughs> poker visor. It's a poker
1: <laughs> cap. <laughs> hello, Siobhan the gnome. <laughs> Terence, Terrence. Sexy as always. Yeah. Ooh, Terence, we're going to see your mummy in February. Yes. We're mm. all going to galley. Yay! And Catherine's going to be there. Mm-hmm.
4: Hello, Catherine. So, anyway, right. back to a binoc- much, bigger, much bigger convention. Yeah. Oh, yeah, binoc- slightly
1: bigger. So, yeah, unless unless it was an out of this world guest, I'm not sure I would go again.
2: But if you Ooh. haven't seen the guest, it then is a brilliant way of seeing. seeing
1: them. Yeah, you do get
3: up close and personal without mm. any extra money. I
2: think, yeah. the, as we and said on the day, germs. the yeah. only
1: thing yeah. missing was the bar. Yeah. But it was yeah. just a, a one dayer, so. up close
2: and personal. In so much as you're looking for your autograph books, and a hand comes over in your shoulder and says, "Where do you want me to sign?" <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we had a chat with organizer Andrew Beach, did? and this is what he had to say. Ooh.
2: With us, we have the wonderful Mr. Andrew Beach, <laughs> who, not is, sure about that. who is responsible, guilty, and for many crimes and misdemeanors. But one of them is as an organizer, not to which for some of us old farts will go, yay! But for some of our younger listeners out there, i.e. anyone under the age of 30, won't mean a lot. So, Andrew, what are Panopticon events?
7: Uh, the very first ever fan-run event to celebrate the TV show Doctor Who was held in Broomwood Church Hall in the autumn of 1977. And it actually wasn't given a name, but it was organised by members of the Doctor Who Appreciation Society, or DWAS, of which I was a founder member. So even though I actually lived up in the north, in the um, in, in Yorkshire at the time, I did actually come down to attend that event purely as an attendee. It was then held the following year and given the name Panopticon. And for many, many years, it was held as an annual or biannual event organized by the DWAS, and it had all the cast and crew of the show coming along to it, usually very much on a volunteer basis as a bit of press and PR from the BBC's production office, because that's the way things were back in those days. It's evolved over the years. When I became the chairman of the Duas, the fan club, we discovered that there were various issues over provision of services and VATs and tax and things, and so we created a service company for the Duas to do all the commercial stuff, which included its merchandise sales and also the events that it runs. And so from that point on, Domain Temporal Services Limited ran these panopticons, and then through a series of evolution and whatever, at one point the company broke away from the Duas, and I took it over with some colleagues and friends of mine. We ran these panopticon events pretty much every year. There were one or two gaps between 1977 and 2003, and they were very much the original model of fan events. There are still one or two around who are not dissimilar. Chicago TARDIS in America certainly has the same kind of model. The more recently joined Time Flight in Castle, which I actually visited a couple of weeks ago for the very first time, is a similar kind of model. But things have moved on since then. In terms of the modern events that you will get now, they are fantastic in the sense that they get the huge big names guests and amazing arrays of merchandise stalls and you have the opportunity to buy autographs and have your photograph taken with the celebrities. What they perhaps don't do as much of as Panopticon always did is the actual content side of the show in the sense of having lots of panel discussions, presentations of AV material and basically people interacting with each other and socialising to have a good time talking about and enjoying Doctor Who. It therefore occurred to me for many years having been working at the BBC when I couldn't really uh, get involved too much with fandom because obviously there'd be a potential conflict of interest and a concern on the part of some people at the BBC that maybe I was you know going to be leaky information yeah um, that I couldn't really do it while I was there. But now that I've semi-retired, in that I've gone freelance and I'm only working on the Blu-ray range, I have more freedom of action. And it occurred to me that there is a hole in the market where these type of events are no longer being run. So, after 16 years, it looks as though we are going to make a stab at bringing Panopticon back. That said, we haven't been around for 16 years. The last event we did was the 40th anniversary celebration, which actually was endorsed at the time by BBC Worldwide, in 2003. Um, we stopped after that Partially because I think I needed a rest. We all, we all did. Uh, but also because the new show was on the verge of coming back. It was actually being transmitted with Christopher Eccleston 18 months later. So the fact that the conventions have become a stopgap in the wilderness years between 1989 and 2005, its raison d'etre seemed to be disappearing. As I say, now that I'm semi-retired, I'm more free to do it. I'm looking for projects to do um, and can see that the modern conventions don't seem to be actually doing something quite the same. And given that, you know, we tend to do this to make as much money as we can for charity, particularly children in need and comic relief being BBC charities, given that we are doing something which uh, touches on BBC intellectual property, then... Um that's what we're doing. But, of course, there's a whole new generation of kids out there who have no idea what Panopticon is. So we've got a bit of a, a mountain to climb yeah. uh, in the sense of ma- making our presence felt in social media and explaining exactly what it is that we're trying to do. The fact that we're doing what we're doing the way we do it is that you do have a, a larger upfront ticket price of between 50 and £60 pounds usually for a one-day event or 120 to 150 for a two-day event. And a lot of people are really balking at that, thinking, oh, my goodness, and then on top of that I've got to buy all my autographs and photographs and so forth and so on. That's not the idea. The idea is that you pay that for a full weekend's entertainment, you'll get all the panels, all the presentations, you will get two, usually, autographs from each guest free, possibly a photograph, depending whether we have time for selfies, and therefore the actual fee you're paying for your ticket is pretty much all you need to pay for the weekend. Because we do have to provide options for everyone, we will undoubtedly let talent bring their own images and photographs and things along to sell and charge for additional photographs if people want to go for that. And similarly with the photographs, we'll have a professional studio so that if people want that really impressive photograph with a professional backdrop and so forth, they can do that too. But it's entirely down to them. So really we're just trying to do a multi-level event which catches for everybody in terms of what they're looking for but certainly doesn't shortchange on the content.
2: Unlike um, a lot of the events that exist now, you don't seem to have the steward stroke guard dog around every actor and actress is that one of the aims as well to make them much more friendly so within reason the the guests are more approachable by the attendees
7: one of the real benefits i've found of the events because really more than anything else uh, we're not really commercial we're not trying to make a living out of this or indeed making significant amounts of money at all we really just want to celebrate the program and have a good time and we found that with any event up to a maximum of a thousand people attending in fact usually less than that say 700 750 being a maximum is sufficiently small that you can actually let people mill around in your particular venue and have the guests also mingling with them because there just isn't that sort of that dense mass of people who are going to mob the talent and uh, and make them feel uncomfortable we always do have stewards around to sort of keep an eye and help out in case of any issues that might arise because they can but we as you say, we try to do the light touch approach purely so that people can get more of an experience of having a chat with their particular guest of choice rather than sort of, you know, queuing up to get a scribble and a, hi, how are you, I'm fine, thank you, right, next, please. Which, to my mind, is a bit of an empty experience. Well,
2: thank you very much. Thank and you. we wish you all the best with all the Well, thank you. Come.
7: Thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Yeah.
1: Okay, after Joker and Panopticon Light, we went for something a little easier going. (laughs) On the way back from Heathrow, Mm -hmm. we put on a big finish Mm -hmm. and we listened to Dust Breeding. Pause for music.
2: I listened to it while I was writing a set of minutes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Keith. Yes! Run us through. What's the plot? Oh, why is it always me? Because I can't remember. <laughs> I was I was asleep by right, the M twenty five. There's right, right. lots of
0: dusting. They're on a very yep. dusty planet. They're
1: um, Whilst breeding. They're, yeah. They are wandering. Yeah. The
0: Doctor and
3: Ace. Yeah. So, the Doctor and Ace are wandering yep. around the Tardis portrait gallery mm-hmm. when he points out that it's time for him to collect a painting of the Scream by Edvard Monk, because it goes missing at a certain point in time. The twenty
1: third, twenty fourth century, something. May, may I? This is the first. Sorry. Yeah. Did you ever consider? Mm. We all know Edward Monks, the Scream. Did. Did you ever consider <laughs> that he was actually trying to draw a spaniel, and mm. it was really, really rubbish? But everyone was going, "Whoa, that's brilliant!" So we just went with it. <laughs> if You next time you look at it, you won't be able to unsee mm. that. Really,
4: okay. it's very long limbed for a spaniel. No, more maybe. the head. No. It's Years. the head you need to look at. Uh, okay. Okay.
0: Anyway, carry on. <laughs> and and so they go to well, there's the gallery room in the TARDIS. Yeah. No. Yes.
2: Doctor doesn't so much steal paintings, does he? he He saves
0: them. Yeah.
2: yeah. Saves them. Mm. Rescues yeah.
0: them. Rescues mm. them, yes.
3: Uh, so they go to Duchamp. Duchamp Duchamp, thank you. Duchamp three two one where the, 3, 3, gal- 1. Where the gallery a... is.
1: Oh Keith, obviously it was three three one. <laughs> oh, <I> trust <laughs> you to get that well, wrong. Yeah. Is, <laughs> shall I just take a back seat and let you know? If you're, you're gonna burst, mistake go three three one for three
0: two one basically this place is a refuel an interstellar gas station, basically. Yep. So why has he got an art gallery there? It's a, it a collection of, of the... dropouts. It's yeah. um,
3: it's an what was it uh, art, Types. yeah artist installation. So it's not mm. part of the refuelling station. Ah. It's out in the outback on the mm. side of the planet. Oh, uh. what, what
1: were they called?
3: Crumblies, I think. Uh, crumblies. Yeah. Crumblies. Yeah, let's call them <laughs> crumblies. But something is existing in the painting.
1: What? Yes. yes.
3: There is an entity within the painting.
1: Within the scream?
3: Within the scream. Within the scream, oh. yes. And it's being utilized for some nefarious business because the dust is coming alive. <gasps> Meanwhile, the sponsor of the art house mm-hmm. is travelling to the station with an entourage of extremely wealthy. Was, uh, was
0: this the patron. woman with the strange accent? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes.
4: Who was that? It was played by Caroline John. Oh, mm. li- sure. Indeed. Obviously married to Jeffrey Beavers, who yeah. made mm-hmm. along, along
3: with a rather sinister man wearing a mask called Mystic. Mr.
4: Citer.
2: Hmm, I wonder who Ooh, that, that could is. be. Yes. Played
4: by Jeffrey I, I,
2: I cannot think what an anagram of his name could possibly form. <laughs> I
4: try to think back, this is way back in 2001, June 21, Something like this came out a long time ago. Blonde. I don't think I twigged who he was meant to be. What, not even early.
1: Mr. Ceta. Yeah.
4: yeah oh, really?
3: Are you innocent little sausage? It's, it's really... only
1: when you see it written down. Yeah. It's said oh, Mr. that's, that's the thing, words, I see them yeah. in my yeah. head.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're... I mean, you're odd. Oh yeah, I, mean I could see sort of somebody in the distance all waving, you know, sort of flags and saying, it's oh, the
4: master. And he works if it's MR. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. M-R-S-E-T-A.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I can't remember. Maybe I do okay. It was a long time ago. Maybe yeah. really, 20 yeah. years ago, I can't remember.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do remember you being vaguely disappointed. Oh, really? Oh, uh, because remember. of the nature of the master. Because I do remember you Ooh. having a discussion with
4: Galichon. Really? At the time. I do. Okay. time. Yeah so
0: i quite like his master now
4: yeah yeah uh, he's, he, he's he's silky m- he's much more like
0: delgado's master yeah. than mm, yeah. Angley. our
4: tastes yeah. change he
0: still yeah. goes still goes around shrinking people eh? oh,
4: oh he yeah does. yeah he's he he still got the trademark
0: yeah. Yeah. tissue compression eliminator
4: so the, the master's plan who's uncovered to be the master about halfway through mm-hmm. I mean, yeah the cliffhanger The cliffhanger sort of for thing. the end of the second episode literally halfway through yeah yeah yeah. he's got this creature which trapped in the painting yep in the scream which can do untold damage destroy the universe whatever he wants that as his pet is is uh i creature.
2: think it's the th- warp core yeah, i yeah, think it's really there yeah. to
3: uh re-trigger utilizing the energy it would help him re-trigger another series of regenerations because basically yeah. this master is the master from a uh, keeper of Trakan yeah that encountered it before and stripped out all the Trakan dna mm. it's sort of after anthony ainley's master yeah. anthony. but
0: also before mm, Anti-Annie's yeah. master. I mean, he's the, still, well, totally why, I mean, as, as I said, he looks, he's still got a face that looks like a uh, sort of pizza's been dropped on yeah. the floor. Mm. Yeah. I think he's also got eggs of the krill. The trill. Krill. 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 Thank krill. you. The eggs of the krill. Oh, which I was... must miss misheard that actually because I, I thought it was the trill and I'm thinking, oh, references to Star Trek yeah. mm-hmm.
3: <laughs>
4: the Warp Core and the trill. No, it's uh, <laughs> the eggs yeah.
3: of the Krill which was what the Warp Core was one of the things the Warp Core was designed to defeat yes
4: yeah that was the purpose so I,
3: they're both genetically created villains and apparently
4: the Krill had turned up before I don't remember
3: yes and no the script was written by Mark Tucker Mike Tucker Mike Tucker mm-hmm. and the okay. Krill have turned up in one of his BBC books
4: oh, oh. okay
3: yeah, so he's pulled them, he pulled them he've pulled them from a BBC book and stuffed them into yeah, a Big
0: finished story. You know, I was getting slightly confused me. I thought it was new sort of trill, then krill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's when I thought the krill thing.
2: Yeah. None of which will give you any idea as to why it's called dust breeding. Mm. Uh, it's because you chomp it's a dust planet.
3: A there dust is, bowl. Yeah, yes. it's, there's no life on there, no indigenous life on there at all. Anymore. Like robots of death, there is various minerals and whatever that is buried deep in mm, the planet's yes. core that they're utilising for fuel. So a big dust storm brings and them legends up. Of there's Dalek also meant sirofran. to be a Dalek saucer yeah. crashed Wait on the there. planet. Cause I you...
2: did like with the dust. Yeah. The dust has a voice mm. and instantly mm, you yes. hear the dust's voice. You know exactly what it is and yeah. it's a screaming Dalek. Yeah, yeah.
3: The, the Daleks was meant to have been driven mad. So in the background, you've got this constant, Scream screen mm. going on,
2: which threw me at first because obviously, if you if you know Daleks, you hear the dust, you hear the Daleks. I was waiting for, for them the Daleks to 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 on. <laughs> <laughs> which I really quite liked. The fact that for a change, they the didn't. Daleks are in it, but it's Not nothing to didn't. do with the Daleks <laughs> yeah. kind of style. Interesting,
4: given that the last story we met, Bev Tarrant was uh, Genocide Machine, was it? Yes, which was a Dalek one, it was a, which was the, Dal- oh, so the first Tarrant, yeah. <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was the, the Dalek first Dalek
3: story,
2: Dalek story yeah. I think for yeah. Big
4: Finish. Yeah, yeah. So she was brought back for this one. Yeah. She'd previously met Ace and the Doctor. Yeah.
2: Uh, a semi-assistant.
4: Yeah. I don't know if she ever appeared again. I She has
3: appeared, but in a Summerfield. Uh, I don't okay. think she's appeared again in a Who, but she turned up in a Summerfield okay. story.
2: I, I think one of my favourite characters was... Guthrie? No. <laughs> <laughs> Albert. The guy the that had one. lived there... Oh, yeah, for years and years and years. the and planet years. was yes. built, <laughs> and he's going to die on the planet. Mm-hmm. Played yeah. by Alistair Look I didn't recognise Your voice Alistair. Alistair I really didn't um, Are
4: you getting confused With Guthrie He was a guy who, Guthrie it, was, Guthrie
2: sorry Guthrie, Guthrie was, Guthrie was the, of,
4: the, the old guy, yeah. I, the old old guy I didn't realise That was Alistair, it
3: Alistair.
2: was, Alistair. I was, Alistair. It
4: was Alistair. Guthrie no Albert
2: was Albert, Al- Albert. Was, But
4: that was a much Smaller role Yeah oh. I love. Gu- he was did whole, the computer I think The
2: whole thing With the lighter Yes I, yes. I, I was kind of Starting to wonder When he says You killed my partner If they were partners Both biblical As well as professional Because the way he was talking about yeah. him and that but he also uh, so.
4: yeahst mm-hmm. century sort of guy
3: I did like the fact that it was also is very much Chekhov's gun because the lighter gets mentioned oh, in the first the episode yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think the second episode also yeah. dangerous yeah. habit smoking and it's a refueling dump mm-hmm. you yep. <laughs> know <laughs>
2: it's it's a strange story well, I have to admit it, it's
4: quite a busy
3: story it's
2: I a think. very busy story mm-hmm. it's it's the classic group of people trapped isolated yeah. mm-hmm. can't get off can't get comm- communications no one can come and rescue and there's a killer abroad it, it's the you know <laughs> agatha christie would have been proud of this but done so well mm, i liked
3: it a lot the only thing that annoys me or puts me off is the leader of the art house
4: okay mm, yeah, the, yeah the
3: one that the connecting thing with this the one that eventually goes mad the,
4: yeah the one who's been influenced by yeah, the which the yeah, is trapped in the screen
3: his sing-song voice okay completely wound me up the first <laughs> yeah. time i heard of it it's just the way he says everything, Damien Pearson, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's going mad. Yeah, I know he's going oh. mad. But that's the that's the only downer. Otherwise, I enjoyed this immensely. I yeah. really enjoyed it.
2: I must admit, I did find it quite interesting. The difference in production values between this and more modern yeah, Big it's, Finish. It's it's very it's, early.
3: It's what is it? Twenty first release.
2: It's, yeah, it's part of the very very the very early canon, and it was originally you could get it courtesy of a Doctor Who magazine. Lee Sullivan did some nice artwork for it but it really does now they're all in isolation booths yeah. and it's all mixed and all the rest of it it sounded a bit more like us all sitting around a group <laughs> of microphones in a room it, a little bit Probably more homespun sound yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm.
4: it's good that they managed to in, reintroduce the master yes relatively early i know they tried to get anthony Andy to come but he he wanted too much money or something yeah. i don't know yeah it never worked out then then he dropped dead mm. uh, but they quietly circumnavigated him yeah <laughs> you know? yeah they effectively uh, eradicated that incarnation and went back one which is quite a clever way yeah. to do it and he's been the master for
2: he's up nearly 20 years yeah, now he's popped up quite, he's quite a few a times
4: as this version of the yeah. master yeah he's still do it from time to time yeah
2: probably done as many times on audio as he has on TV more well, he more. did he once
4: in TV yeah I yeah.
2: no, did it a couple of times no I no. thought it was a Deadly oh, Assassin I
4: mean,
1: one, as well no no, no that was Pratt. Peter Pratt Peter Pratt. Oh, right. Oh. right if you've listened to this one we'd like to know what you thought about it so do write to us via show at Staggering Story is dot net <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Right, we've got one letter Oh, thank you Which comes from the ever-awesome Pinky Hello, Hello Pinky. Pinky Pinky says mm. Hello, Staggerers Hello No idea if Hello. this will catch the same recording as my last message But follow on, update Ooh. The bad news is mm. I'm sick Oh, dear. And oh. laid up in bed oh. Oh. However, I am taking the opportunity to have Netflix playing <laughs> While I elegantly drool into my pillow Oh, yeah. so nice <laughs> Fake Keith, you are wrong Yay <laughs> So wrong Go, The Pinky. Dark Crystal is great i <laughs> beg to differ <laughs> and i can Fastened re-watch look. it properly when i don't have the plague On maybe cream. i'll finish stranger things too i do recommend that yep. that yep. should make for some interesting dreams <laughs> <laughs> be seeing you pinky thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pinky.
3: stay safe stay healthy
1: any other feedback we've got a couple of bits of
4: audio feedback
1: oh, <laughs> i mean yay <laughs>
4: OK, let's start off then. The first, I believe, is from Tim. Hello, Hello Tim. Tim.
6: Hello, Staggerers. Hello, Head of Pertwee. Hello, the rest of the Menagerie. <laughs> first, I'd like to thank Adam for coming on the recent uh, 40th anniversary oh. Locations tour of Cambridge. Uh, thank you, yeah. It's really good. I was the only one of you who made it this time. Yeah. And then I yeah. listened to the podcast today and I went, oh, is it because they're all coming down with something? <laughs> Quite <Yes>. probably. <laughs> Could yeah. be. Anyway. Next year's tour will be back in a summer thing. It was only in the autumn this time because of the 40th anniversary connection. Yeah. We had we had a good nice small compact group. There was about 6 of 7 of us in total. Two people came uh, in Tom Baker cosplay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Saw the photos. We discovered something really odd and strange that none of us could identify down an alleyway while we were heading back that from the river.
5: Adam.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Make up your own jokes. No. Yes, uh, so also nice. um they Later on, when we got to St. Sedd's College, better known as Emmanuel College, uh, we had the exact opposite experience to the worst experience ever, in that we all sort of spread out, went in different directions, and discovered cute, gorgeous, beautiful little courtyards that even i had never had a chance to explore before, and we stumbled across the one where Chris Parsons asks where the room is for Professor Crontinis, and surprisingly easy to find, but, it, but it's a location that I went, oh, yeah. Yes, it's this particular <laughs> courtyard. Yeah. Then at the end of the tour, as you'll see if you look at the photographs, I br- brought a TARDIS with me and we we put a TARDIS, albeit a very small one, yep. in the TARDIS <laughs> landing site. <laughs> Before anyone headed into the pub, the two people who came in cosplay insisted on being filmed in slow motion by a friend <laughs> uh, running down the alleyway. And uh, that, that video is floating around. Facebook now. And then we finished the afternoon in the pub uh, with my newly bought... Doctor Who Jenga sits. <laughs> yes. oh, we'll have a little Jenga tournament. I didn't do it very well. Uh, there is also a video of this online. It is the most tension-packed game in the world. Jenga. People should do it <laughs> as like it's an no online idea. event or some kind of television program. And I think we had about three rounds in total. And uh, one of the Tom Bakers uh, won a spare Doctor Who mug that I had with me. <laughs> uh, Jenga will return next year. Oh, Cannot promise there to be a prize next time. This was by pure chance that I had a prize available on this occasion. The other thing worth mentioning is uh, the fact that you mentioned *Revenge of the Cybermen*. Now, yes. I bought this VHS as well, oh, but heavy. I think I must have had about the second version because my one has got an actual *Revenge of the Cybermen* Cyberman on the front. Yeah, mine did too. My Betamax. Mine did. And by the time I bought it, I think it was down to about ten pounds or nine ninety-nine really? or something before they 50 or started something. mucking around with VAT. And I think it must have come out at that price a couple of years after *Earthshaker* did. And I was like. Oh, there's a VHS of Doctor. There's There's a There's a, VH, there's a Tom Baker Sideman story that I'd possibly seen years before, but I'd I'd have been about four when it <laughs> went out, and so I had no memory of it whatsoever. And then I put it on, and it's this. Odd little beast of a story. <laughs> it has wonderfully memorable moments in it, oh, yeah. like the doctor shouting out, Harry Sullivan is I'm an imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The other main thing that always sticks in my head about this is the, the, the absolute minimum minimal effort has been made with the Cyberman voices. I always say, if, if anyone says to me, What are the Cyberman voices like in Revenge of the Cyberman? I'd say, It's as if somebody stuck a bucket on somebody's head. Yeah. 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 Doctor, you will come with us now. <laughs> it's not much better than that, is it now? No, <laughs> no. no. So, yeah, that, that, that's Revenge of the Sidemen. Please listen to Tim's take on. Yeah, uh, plug, plug. Later this year, mm, yeah. I will return to my um, classic series reviews, and about November, I will hit season 18, mm. which to me is just an excuse to re-watch the whole of the Blu-ray set. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, so what a goodbye show. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm. Thank, you. Hi, Thank you. Thank you, Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, it was a great day. Surprisingly good weather too. I mm. thought it would be
4: terrible, mm. but it's actually really nice weather. Yeah. Mm. It yeah, looked it. Yeah, so we were there literally forty years to the day that they were there filming. Blimey! <laughs> oh, wow. <well. laughs> to our final bit of feedback from
8: Reese. Hello, Hi, Reese. Hello Reese. Reese. Okay, so um, what are staggering stories talking about this time? Oh, we don't know. <laughs> ah, looks like classic Doctor Who story, Revenge of the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, Biggles. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is. I'm just, I'm just going to Google that. Biggles. Yeah, great Alrighty. great stuff. <laughs> oh, there we go, Biggles. Oh, yeah. wow, it's all on YouTube. Okay, I'm just going to... Don't knock, Biggles. I'm going to start this. All on YouTube, eh?
5: Um... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right there, <they> What are
2: you doing? <laughs> pretty What
8: did I do that? Oh my god. You know what? I think I'm fine not being a hero. Thank you. <laughs> I think I'll just record without seeing that really. Um so hello Staggerers <laughs> and hello, hello head of and hello cardboards Amy and Clara. Mm, I think that works. And uh hello everyone else. Actually, who else do you have with you? Do you guys still have dangerous Churchill oh, oh, I remember no, him. Oh, yeah. yep, yep, anyway, hello everyone. How are you all doing? I mm, hope fine, you're, fine. you're fine. In fact, I hope those me. of you who are unwell are feeling better. Apparently not. <laughs> so um yeah yeah, as you can probably gather from that first little bit, I haven't seen Biggles or Revenge of the Cybermen. Oh. And to be honest, I only really want to see Revenge of the Cybermen out of those two, <laughs> because no, I quite I liked know. Genesis of the Daleks, and uh, I really liked Harry and Sa- no, it? sorry, Harry and Sarah uh, and the Doctor and their dynamic. That was that was a lot of fun. Mm. As was Keith's little uh, slip up last time. <laughs> Now I'm happy to be recording this As audio feedback Because Last time My written feedback Obviously got a little bit Too confusing I was <laughs> waffling on about Star Wars Because uh, About a month ago now That's quite a while ago uh, You talked about Kevin Feige Is now uh, Going to produce A new Star Wars film yes, After probably. the Skywalker saga Is over You were talking about How it was kind of surprising Somebody wanted to Because according To the industry It's a bit of an unlucky thing Right now Given the uh, allegedly lukewarm reaction to The Last Jedi Although I don't believe there is okay. a lukewarm Luke- reaction to it mm. Pardon the pun, by the way mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, Luke. Wa- Never mind, that, that's <laughs> terrible But I don't believe that there is a negative reaction, as much of a negative reaction, to The Last Jedi as people make it out to be, because I think it's the same sort of negative reaction as people have to Wataka and Chris Chibnall, I think. It's the kind of thing where people are saying, oh, they're leaving already, oh, the show's suffering, it's in a terrible place. No, the viewers on average are up two million in the UK alone over the last few years, so the previous few seasons. So Doctor Who is in great shape, and I think Star Wars is in better shape than people made it out to be, except... For Solo, which unfortunately And factually bombed Financially, I think mm-hmm. that Star Wars is doing better than people implied For example, now A month on from that, and that discussion Which I was just joining in on, because he said if people aren't Willing to take part in that, then you guys would Be willing to, and I was just saying yes, I would be willing to As well, and he was trying to be jokey And all that, but it clearly fell flat <laughs> Now, a month on, and having had the, tra- the final trailer for The Rise of Skywalker, things yeah. seem to be Looking up And the fact that pre-sales ticket purchasing was 45% better than that of Avengers Endgame, which I think was the record setter for that anyway. We've it is us. the record setter for films right. in general. It's, it's made good. the most money in film history, but also Some the pre-sales <laughs> <ones>. tickets were <laughs> not really either. high for people really eager to get there and see it. So, yeah, anyway, that's what that was all about. Oh, yeah, I just want to take a brief moment to give a shout-out to a uh, Pinky and concur with Fake Keith for giving them encouragement for standing their ground and good on them for choosing... You know, they've obviously thought about it and done a bit of research. And it seems like they're saving up for Gallifrey 1, which seems like the convention to do it for. And I would love to go to that myself one day. But yeah, hats off to you. Uh, keep up the good fight because um most of fandom is quite good, but there are some trailing far yeah. behind us. And like Keith said, those are the ones who say, oh, Doctor Who is terrible and too PC these <laughs> days. How dare they cast a woman? They've ruined it. Oh, it's terrible. And Star Wars has two main characters of colour and a female lead character. What is this? This is terrible. Both uh, can be quite toxic. The which is, is amazing, given, like, I think fakeith is also saying, the diverse nature of the stuff they're fans of. They're completely... Missing the point mm-hmm. But I guess the best thing to do is not to focus on them And instead focus on the things that we like Such as the more friendly sides of fandom Such as your podcast And usually the uh, entire Doctor Who Podcasting Alliance as a whole It's it's great And other There are other venues Venues? No, not really the right word Other outlets, other people creating stuff that are quite like that Mm. Anyway, one more thing I'll mention this time As well as watching New Babylon 5 I've been alternating between B5 and the Moffat era of Doctor Who Mm. Mm. I'm still on season 5, one of my favourites And it's really highlighting the struggle that I'm having with Chibnall Who I'm going to be honest, he's not a terrible writer He's also not a terrible producer There have been some really good stuff from last yeah. year And it's only one season and a New Year's special One special But it's just not the same, and it's just not working as well as Moffat's did for me. Things Mm. like, I think his plots are just a bit too simple, a bit too straightforward. And I know people criticize Moffat for being, quote-unquote, too complicated, but (laughs) I've got nothing wrong with complicated or rather complex storytelling. I like layers. I like nuance. There isn't as much of that anymore. And not to mention... There is no season arc. (laughs) I like season arcs. I like things that actually draw you in to keep watching more so. Like, I'll watch anyway, but I like having things that connect stuff. Things that I do like are his characters, and he's quite good at dialogue. I think Moffat, Gatiss, Toby Whithouse, and RTD are better at dialogue, but... Chibnall, then, out of all the writers of New Who, then it's him. He's, he's quite good at dialogue. He's quite good at fun scenes, especially The Power of Three, which almost pointless episode in terms of plot, <laughs> but fun stuff. Lots yeah. of good stuff. I enjoyed that. And actually, he wrote the, um, the lovely monologue from PS, the animated oh, yeah. thing that. Arthur Darvill voiced as Rory the message to Brian. I mean that was really touching. That was really nice, and he wrote it, and those words were his. So it's good. That's good. But there's just something. It's quite jarring, uh, especially going back and watching an era of Doctor Who that I just adore. I don't know. Maybe it's just the whiplash from that to a slower, not slower as in poorly slow. I think it's deliberately slow. It's they're really exploring the concepts they come up with, like the Rosa episode. They were definitely doing a Rosa Parks based episode, and that's that's fine that's really cool I just kind of enjoy something a bit different but anyway that's a little journey that I'm going on Uh, I will just say I hope what you're saying slash theorizing about there being a Christmas or New Year special this year comes true Because that yeah. would be excellent yep. More Doctor Who the better And hopefully we get a new Star Wars movie And then a Doctor Who episode not too far apart That would be really yeah. fun Alrighty, I'm just about to head off But just before I do I'd like to say thank you very much, Fake Keith For your lovely words about my boy Yes, I love him too He's a delight <laughs> so is your grand construct, by the way Very sweet little boy Love him Love hearing about him Alrighty, thank you all for the wonderful show I shall be in touch Hopefully next time But you never know So until then, whenever it is Oh ball, ball. (laughs) Sorry, no, 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 no. That's probably copywritten by Keith. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) see you later, guys. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Some good stuff
4: there. B five and season five, top two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pinnacle, TV. (laughs)
1: Lead us out, Crumbly.
0: And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Thank God, (laughs) no coughing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you had to open your mouth. She can cough yeah, no. <laughs> queue. <into laughs>
0: anyway, we'll be back next time with more of the same. Yeah.
1: Do you want to start again? We yeah, couldn't figure it
0: out doesn't. last time either. Yeah. We'll sort it out in post in a second. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Start again. And so, dear listeners.
0: And so, dear oh. listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Ah, oh. oh, oh. thank you. But no fear. In oh. the next one, there'll be more of the same. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> more fun frivolity and jollity,
1: more who old and new. What happened to news and reviews?
0: And news and reviews.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: We might have some news and we might review something. Maybe, maybe, yes. you never know. But until then...
1: Jay, for Joker. till that jolly... And germs.
2: Jo- jump, jo- I that's it's G. G. <laughs> i know it's G, <laughs> uh, J- That
1: jolly,
4: jumping,
2: Jape filled
4: gene. Jo- Jovial... Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat.
0: Jumping. Yeah. Jeho- I said jumping. Yeah, jumping Jehoshaphat. <laughs> Gyr- no, I'm not... No.
4: Gyrating. Jelly-like
0: <laughs> <like> <laughs> towards us. This is me, crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Oh, uh,
5: No bye-bye. You have
1: been listening to Staggering Stories Podcast Series 1 number 327 featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, June Riddler and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers of the site. No copyright infringement is intended and this has been an El Presidente and Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. (laughs)
3: <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, we have been exchanging germs.
2: We haven't
3: started yet. Enough. Oh, there we go. You should we say we should have okay. been exchanging germs.
2: Stop taking a minute at the fact that I can't breathe properly.
4: Try <laughs> tunes.
2: Yeah, it <that> doesn't help.
4: <laughs> this is the adverse. Pelsey breathing
6: resilience. Jean. Whoa. Well, throw me
1: chocolate. What do
2: you want? We cream egg. No, Me we want woo-loo. Cream
6: egg. <laughs> <laughs> what the, why is there a hole in the wall?
1: There you go. <laughs> Come then. Please aim for my hands and not too hard and I will catch it.
2: Sure, oh, will find one. I'll whisper. I'll whisper. Oh,
1: whisper. You're thrown like a girl. <laughs> I am a girl. <laughs> that explains it then. No, no, more. <laughs>
2: Come in. no, coming. No, scares me. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Don't even make an attempt. Write a bit, write a bit more, write a bit more. Damn. Yes, back, back. Oh, Keith, <laughs> would you retrieve that chocolate that's over there? <laughs> that bounced off of Karen because she went, I'll catch it, and then she put her hands together and squealed. I oh, know.
3: She does that a lot. Can you see the beagle? Face, spaniel. No, sorry, spaniel, mm. nose, ears. The hands uh, are
1: the ears.
3: Yes. Yeah, OK. There's the nose. The
1: mouth is the nose. <laughs> it's a beagle.
3: Nah. It's maybe. A beagle. It's just nah.
1: A... Yeah, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> it's a spaniel. It's so...
2: <laughs> it's quite interesting because apparently the scream is... It's not what's inside the person's head; it's what's outside. So that kind quite nicely matches in with dust breathing. Oh, yeah. That it was the uh, sound Apparently, in the universe.
0: The scream was uh, painted, not with the intention of the person all going ah it's
2: like that. But but it's, but his reaction
0: like... to somebody else screaming.
2: It's the scream. It's yeah. the scream he can hear outside, not the scream that's Ooh. he's not the one screaming. Mm. Let's get which on Which I think quite nicely really matches in with dust breathing.
1: Do you want to pull on your goggles and enter (laughs) Wataka's inner sanctum? Sorry, I'm if. just
0: I'm just reminded of that scene from Red Dwarf where uh Rimus and Lister's uh, no, Lister's wearing the uh, VR yeah, sort of uh, visor and he's snogging this he's supposedly snogging this um Don't! I'm
5: in the middle of a sentence Without coffee fits. let's go. Just it.
0: Yeah, and Crichton just walks in and see what he's doing, just shrugs and walks off. <laughs> he's done worse, Crichton. Mm, yeah.
1: You ruined Adam's Joker, Riddler.
3: <laughs> I ruined
1: it. The if you would have picked up on the subtle signals I what, was. you uh, go and get down on one <laughs> knee, that could have been anything. Slamming the invisible man The invisible man nuts. Invisible man. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I assumed you'd had a stroke. <laughs> and
3: it <was> obvious <clears throat> to anyone who was there, he got down on one knee and proposed to him.
1: Ross from Friends got down on one knee and proposed to everyone Ross Rachel from today. Friends gets down on one knee
3: and proposes to everyone.
1: Well, which is why that I, I absolutely thought it was him. Love you. Go away.
3: <laughs> I intended for you in your illness.
1: You didn't. You shouted I at me. I did not shout. You,
3: well, you went out to work when you were death warmed up. What am I expected to do?
1: Be nice to me.
3: <laughs> I was nice to you, but I told you that that was a bloody stupid thing mm. to do.
1: And I was feeling sensitive and vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> you were feeling dead <laughs> and that.